The Rudy Giuliani Show. Yep, God bless the USA, and you're not going to believe it. We have the man who created that song, introduced that song, and has made it an American icon, really. One of one of the great American patriotic songs, now forever. And I think there has never been a time where we need him and that song more. Lee Greenwood. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor. How are you, Lee? Actually, good afternoon. It sounds like morning to me. I'm all over the planet. I've just came I back. You from, were on with us this morning too. I, I just came back from France and I was there for for two weeks. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I was 40 years old when I wrote that and I'm saying it, and I'm now 80. So 40 years ago. And how does it feel? Does it feel like it was 40 years? Or does it feel like it was yesterday? Uh, you know, it feels. Yeah, it feels like yesterday. Yeah, I, I bet I, it I does. Did you ever realize? I mean. What do we do for this country with that song? You know how many times it's gotten us through since then? Very difficult. You think about September 11. You think about some of the wars. Yeah, I, I, um, of course, you and I have a history of 9-11 yep. there and coming mm-hmm. to New York. I was here three times. Well, it was unbelie- the, unbelievable what the you did for the morale. Farmers Memorial there at Yankee Stadium and then uh, the, the uh, Policeman's Memorial at Carnegie Hall. And then again for the fourth game of the World Series, and that's of course I sang the national anthem, and that's the one where they have the red, white, and blue jacket, and that's that was really cool time. Um, I think it happened so quickly for me. It just, it just, I, I wanted. To, I, I toured for the next two years with the First Lady of the United States, and we toured all mel- all military bases uh, and had uh-huh. a number of shows that, just to uplift America. I and remember I was, that. I was thrilled to see like uh, cab drivers, you know, from other countries have an American flag in their car. I mean, it was stuff like that. It was everywhere, and uh, and unity is my thing. I, I just hope that we can continue to have unity, even in this tumultuous time uh, when the administration gets so stupid and 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 things are just not going well. You know what? What really, really gets me this this discomfort with American patriotism. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the people on the left that uh, they hate American patriotism. Well, they, and they uh, they almost look at you like there's something wrong if you get goosebumps when you hear the national anthem or. Or God, God bless America, or and uh, what could be wrong with loving this country? I mean, it's a great country. More yeah. people want to come here. Okay, we got some faults. We know that. Yeah, but everybody wants change. And we work on it. Change is not always good. Everybody wants change, but change is not always the best thing to have. And uh, and the new and the new generation, the X generation, or the Gen generation, they all they all they don't understand what's going on. They want to be involved. They just want to stand back and go. You know what? I just want to be liberal. I want to have my feelings about. Uh, I can have multiple generations in a bathroom. You know, <laughs> whatever they talk about, it's crazy crap. But but uh, I think what it is, it, it, the rest of the world looks at us really stupid unless we do the right thing, and we're not doing the right. Thing thing right now right now i think the rest of the world has a very poor view of us they do they do it's such a shame and and of course i was in france now it's a different thing with france 
You know, when we talk about the revolutionary, revolutionary War, had France not been there, we might not make a country. 100%. You know, and so when I went there and sang at Normandy for the 79th uh, well, anniversary of Normandy is special, too, though. Yeah, and, and see the 10,000 American graves where we gave our blood there for them and for the freedom of Europe and then the end of World War II, uh, there was no doubt that, that there was such a tremendous decision for Eisenhower to say, second, say the second wave after we've lost 90%. That, that had to be a tough decision for him, but you know, had it not been made, the war might have went on for three more years. So anyway, yeah. we're over that, and, and, and my time in France was great. Everybody loved Americans. They loved us being there. So that's well, at Normandy, least positive. Normandy is a place where we have more people that love America than some places in America. Well, I, totally I mean, the agree. people in Normandy truly have not forgotten. No. They, and they dedicate themselves. They run that cemetery and yes, dedicate sir. themselves to keeping it pristine generation after generation and you know some of the some people in france is naturally going to happen forget what happened but not them they no. they've got it right when yeah. right right in the center of their of their i thinking. went down the river seine with my family kim my wife and my two sons dalton and parker and uh, dalton's wife sarah and we were there right and looking at the statue of liberty on the seine river with the eiffel tower directly behind us that was a great moment i have some pictures i can show you oh gosh yeah that has That's to great. be has to be a great moment That's just fantastic so uh, what motivated this great now American treasure, which it is? It's one of our, you put it up there with the national anthem and God bless America. I mean, it's one of our great treasures. You know, I have to tell you, I'm a farmer from Sacramento, California. My grandparents raised me. My father joined the Navy right after the bombing of uh, Pearl Harbor. Uh, he was in the Navy four years and a merchant marine two years. I didn't get to know him till my late teens. My mother and he divorced, so I didn't really know my mother very well either, but I had a great life raised by my grandparents. Uh, I, I, I loved being in parades. I had lots of music education while I was in high school. Uh, I was a drum major from a high school band. Ah. Yeah, and I, and I, you I can worked. You see that. You can feel that. Yeah, and I worked at Sac Sac Command Base at Sacramento there, McClellan and Mayther Air Force Base. And uh, I realized the sacrifice of the military early on. I left home at 16 and went to Nevada and worked 20 years in the casinos. Uh, and I didn't really have much touch with the military during that time. I am Vietnam era, so right. I remember Vietnam as it right, went through right. us. Uh, those kids that were killed, uh, well, how's the song go? Three dead in Ohio. Remember that? Yeah. And, and, and how wow. the, the National Guard didn't understand they couldn't use real bullets and, and they killed some kids. But it was the college kids, the young people trying to stop Vietnam and it was above their heads. It was a political decision, uh, when Russia decided to side with China. And uh, we could drop nuclear bombs in New York if we dropped them in Hanoi. So that was it's a whole different scenario than we have now. We got the Ukrainian war. We don't want to go to war with Russia. We don't go to war with China. But at the same time, we need to protect the Ukraine in their battle for freedom. We need to protect Taiwan because Taiwan is one of those countries that makes not just chips for the rest of the world, but it's this country struggling for freedom against China. And so it's really difficult time, Rudy. I don't it know. It is a difficult time. I don't time know how and, to handle uh, all that. That's without getting terribly political, uh, and the worst time to have a failure of leadership. Yeah, I this do. is where we need a a, a a Reagan or a Trump or a, a person with a clear vision, tough-minded, and loves America. Well, you know, absolutely. And there's no doubt President Trump loves America. I stand by him. I I, I work for President Reagan. Did he, you? He, I'm a only, Reagan. Well, you know, only, that. I, of course I know. I'm that. a Reagan. I know, I know you from that. Yeah. And of course, President Reagan loved you. Now I'm a Reaganite. <laughs> <laughs> he played that song all over and over and over again. The I mean, first time I met uh, President Reagan is I came in. He just the, loved you. There was a president's dinner in San Francisco, and I came into into the uh, ballroom riding a Humvee with an American flag saying, God bless you. <laughs> and President Reagan stood up and saluted me. Yeah, I went, yes. He, he, wanted a, to be, he wanted to be in there with you. The president of the United States. Oh, my gosh. Well, I got. I, before I let you go, you got to tell me. 
this man has had how many how many uh number one songs had 11 gold? number one songs in country music we have uh, 36 albums to our credit uh, a multiple gold and platinum albums you know uh and and I'm I'm thrilled with my career. And people say, "Well, God bless USA has got to be an umbrella for your career." It may be. It overshadows everything I do, but it's not a parachute. I do not rely on one song. Well, to say, I will say this: I'm an artist. Thank God you did it. Had you not done it, you'd still be one of our great country and western singers. You're you're kind to say that. I'm, no, I'm proud. Tell, tell us tell us the number two song for you. Uh, my number two song would probably be the very first one called "It Turns Me Inside Out." Of course. Of course. Well, yeah, it was a great song. We'll, written play, by that, Jan we'll, play, that a, we'll play that a little later. Luke. Right. Okay. From Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. We'll play that a little bit later. So All what right. You, just what, what are you off to now? Mayor, I'm going home. I have to be home in Nashville shortly. My wife is in England and her birthday was June 13. And on the time of this broadcast, God bless you, Kim. I love you. Happy birthday. Happy and birthday. My, my younger son, Parker, is backpacking in, in Europe for two weeks and he's going to go to the University of Miami for a master's in music. And our 28 year old just graduated Vanderbilt uh, with a PhD in pathology and immunology and cancer research so he'll be looking for a job shortly so hello kids over, love you very much one, one looks like he's following dad and the other's going off on well he's probably on following his, his mother his mother's got all the brains and all the hair yeah <laughs> she's gorgeous <laughs> she is that is true <laughs> well, you have a great well, day rudy great to be a on fortunate air with you man and we're fortunate to have to have you thank you sir great a great to see american you again. patriot and one of the great contributors to american music and american spirit and boy do we need that right now so we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this land, God bless the USA. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. We we were greeted this morning with the very, very unfortunate news that uh, the United States Marine, Daniel Penny, was indicted for manslaughter and uh, for some kind of negligent homicide. But the manslaughter is the count they're looking for so they can put him in jail for 10 or 12 years. This is about as straight a self-defense defense as you can get. The prosecution of it by Mr. Bragg is corrupt, indecent, un-American, violates, violates any uh, common sense that one might have, and can only come from someone who was paid for by Soros to disrupt the United States, to move us toward his image of one world. Remember. That flag that we talked about today and yesterday, that flag that we love, Soros hates that flag. He hates any uh, display of American nationalism or patriotism, and he wants to remove it. He wants to make us part of the much better one world. Now, uh, you may agree or disagree with him, but you should understand his philosophy. That's what it's about. 
That's what his son's philosophy is about. And they have had a significant progress in moving us in that direction with DAs, 70 or so, who are, if not the cause, certainly a contributing factor to the out-of-control homicide going on. They have caused the death of so many black young men. One wonders why the black community hasn't risen up against George Soros singularly. He has had more black young men killed that would not have been killed had he not released the people to the streets that do the killing. I can pick any city you want. You pick the city. You pick the one in Philadelphia that set a record for homicide. You pick the one he put in in St. Louis, set the record for homicide. Each case, 70 to 80 percent of the people's dead, black people, many of them young black men with their lives ahead of them would be alive today if they had had an honest, sensible district attorney, Republican or Democrat, rather than a Soros plant, a poor excuse for a prosecutor, some kind of silly liberal left-wing idiot who thinks that murderers and rapists do far better out on the street. Well, they sure do for murdering and raping. Well, Mr. Penny's picture was in, in, the, in the paper today, and it really... Wanted to make you, if you were, if you were, <laughs> wanted to make you cry, let's put it that way, all right? This is a fine young man who gave his time up to the United States Marine, Marines, put his life at risk for his country, and put his life at risk for New York as in that train. Would you have done it? This madman going around yelling and screaming is going to kill people. He doesn't care if he gets killed. Or would you, would you, would you hit in the corner, scared out of your mind? And if you were, wouldn't you have said, thank God, if a young man like Mr. Penny got up and defended you and took the weight all on his shoulders? He didn't know if this bum had a knife. He didn't know that he had 45 prior arrests, but he sure looked like a guy who had 45 prior arrests. He sure sounded like a guy who had 45 prior arrests. And he was acting like a guy who had 45 prior arrests. And the only difference between whether he commits murder when he does those things or not is just pure luck. I mean, when he smashes somebody to the ground, do they hit their head and die? He smashes them to the ground hard enough so it can happen. He's beaten up a 67-year-old woman, a 68-year-old man. He's kidnapped a 7-year-old child. What is this sympathy for him all about? Of course it's better if he didn't die. But it's a lot better that he isn't going around the subways right now terrorizing people. A lot better for innocent people who are just trying to live their lives decently with the rights they have guaranteed as Americans. Mr. Penny wasn't trying to kill him. He wasn't a vigilante. He wasn't on that train looking for trouble. There's no indication of that. None. He didn't have a weapon with him. The weapon that he had was his training in one of the finest military organizations that's ever existed, the United States Marines, a military organization that we should kiss our luck, we should, we should kiss the ground to thank God that we have them, or we wouldn't be a free country. We'd be run by Soros, is for sure, if it weren't for them. And when time comes to deal with China and what these creeps, like our crooked, traitorous president has done with China when it comes time to face them. It's going to be the pennies that are going to be on the line for us. Not Mr. Neely, not his family who's looking for money now. 
What the hell were they doing when he was out on the on the train, living on the trains? They couldn't take him in a house. They couldn't go to court and make a big deal about how dangerous he was and join and join the state. Look, I feel sorry for them, kind of. But they they could do a lot more about this than you and me while he was still alive. They didn't do anything much. And now they want big bucks. For what? What do they want big bucks for? Was this guy producing income for them? He's going to lose. They're going to lose. Frankly, what do they want big bucks for? They sure as hell didn't care about him that much or certainly didn't display it. What are their damages? What a bunch of phonies. And of course, you know they're phonies the minute they bring in Al Sharpton who didn't know him at all, to do the eulogy. Like, you want a eulogy for your loved one? You bring in someone that doesn't know who the hell he is? And who, by the way, has a history of being a con man crook decade after decade after decade? A guy who does racial shakedowns for a living? And now you want money? Again, for what? You didn't care much about him. Didn't see you guys putting him in your in, in your house. Huh? The only person who cared about anybody in the city was Mr. Penny. God bless him. God bless America. God bless the Marine Corps. We'll be back with another outrage at the White House. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back. This is Rudy Giuliani. You can chat with the mayor by calling 1-800-848-9222. Well, I have with me Dr. Maria, probably so that she can calm me down if I really lose it, but... Well, can I just say, Rudy, can I hang around with you every day? Like, today was incredible. We go to Sparks, where Paul Castellano was murdered by Gotti's men that he got out of Sicily and all that excitement for the Newsmax party. Yeah, I, get, and I then, gave the head of Newsmax a, 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 a uh, <laughs> an autographed picture of Paul Castellano laying in front with the blood coming out of his mouth and the bullet in his brain. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 and my... Uh, my reaction to it, it cheated me out of a conviction. Well, he was going to get convicted, and they whacked him instead. Oh, I see. And then the judge, who I don't mind telling you was half here and half in another world, starts fighting with uh, Cardinal O'Connor about whether he should be buried in hollowed ground or not. What the hell does the judge care? Exactly. The ju- He's the ju- a murderer. The judge is being used by the Bar Association people to falsely claim that there was an ethics complaint against me. Oh my goodness. The judge wrote a letter to the committee that does that about me, and uh, he he had a love affair with the mafia. I think I don't I don't mean I, in don't, a corru- know. I don't mean in a corrupt way. I mean in a stupid way. Yeah, and yeah. glorified uh, crooks. You, you know what the committee did? What ripped it up? Ah, and and but they don't bother telling the they don't. You see what I just told you? These creeps at the New York Bar Association <laughs> don't bother telling anybody. They just no, leave it of out. Course. Yeah, because they basically are. 
uh, left-wing New York liberal Trump uh, deranged uh, non-lawyers at this yes. point. Well, we were both invited for that beautiful lunch at uh, Sparks, and it was very good. And the staff, you walked in, and you would think it was uh, a holy man. They they love you. The Newsmax crew love you. We're both You know, that took place in 1986, shortly before my son Andrew was born. It was right before Christmas. And again, this half with a half out of a judge had given them a Christmas a Christmas recess for the mafia. Which is a, uh, uh, a two and a half What's weeks. What's the judge's name? Judge Duffy. He's, I think he's passed. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, he, he really he really was not operating with every, a full deck. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't that bad a guy, but he really could get wacky. Well, then I accompany you to the well, radio about, station about, and meet Lee Greenwood. But just I mean, just imagine giving the mafia two and a half week Christmas vacation so they can kill a juror. I mean, you're, you're living you can't in, make this stuff up. But, you got, but this judge has got to be living in Never Neverland, and then getting into a argument with the Cardinal Archbishop of New York about whether a guy who probably ordered the death of about forty people should be buried in a Catholic cemetery. Isn't that up to the Cardinal, not the not the Rudy? He kind of he kind of he kind of he kind of developed affection for Castellano. When something doesn't make sense, like the judge giving the mafia two two weeks or Christmas off. Is it, there should be a process where you get to go to another judge, somebody else to say, does this I'm make starting, sense? I'm starting to think what, what I see happens in District of Columbia, where you might as well be, please don't get insulted, but you might as well be in the Soviet Union or Nazi Germany as far as the fairness of a trial. And I mean, sad, if, sad you're, day if, for you're a Trump, if you're a Trump anyone, you're going to get convicted. Whether they um, have evidence why or have not. The, why have the trial? Hey, they'll make it up. Well, now, uh, <laughs> White House has turned into pervert house, for sure now. I am so embarrassed, Rudy. It's definitely pervert house. And why is there an outrage about this? They put on what they call a family-friendly It was not family-friendly. And I think people who, who respect a Pride Month and who respect the, the, the accomplishments of gays and lesbians in, re, in achieving full rights and, and even whatever rights have to be vindicated now, I think they should be the ones that are the most angry that uh, these people invaded this Montoya woman, Rose Montoya woman. Sorry. It's actually a man with a biological a fake breasts. Please, you, you describe it. You're a doctor. Yeah, I get confused. Is it? A, I, I look out of here and I see her with her hands over her breasts, covering just her nipples. Uh, apparently, she displayed the nipples in the White House. Oh, God help us. Uh, and she had, and there were also penises displayed yes. on the White House lawn. Before I even... Shortly before or shortly after, a very, very uh, warm embrace and kiss from the President of the United States. Uh, I don't see any condemnation of this by the White House. No, and where's the media con- uh, like calling this out? This is the people's house, right? It's a symbol of us as a nation. And the couple things, before I even knew about the naked people at the White House, the flag. They had the American oh, flag at goodness. the same level as the pride flag. That complete. That is against our flag code. Right. Our American. So say you wanted, I'm very proud. Our flag obvious, day. Yeah. I'm obviously very proud of being a New Hampshire, right? So if I wanted in my backyard to do the American flag in the New Hampshire flag. I've got to do the American flag above the New Hampshire flag. And there's certain other rules. If I fly it at nighttime, I have to have a light on it. Blah, blah, blah. You should know 
the flag code before you do anything. And that insulted me to no end to see that flag at equal level. And then to have these naked, it's supposed to be family friendly. There were children there. This is a and man. People taking this is out a their man. This is a man. This is I know a it's man. not a medical term, but. Well, this is a man displaying his surgically created breast. Yes. And then there was a talking to Lee Greenwood about this because I, I was so disturbed about it. He said there was another picture of somebody who had was a woman who had her breasts removed and you could see the scars. Uh, you know, I, I do think this is somewhat of a mental illness, but if it's adults, it's one thing. I stand tall and I speak loudly when I talk against this mutilation amongst children. Because most of the famous children who have had that surgery, there's one uh, young person, Chloe, who had years and years of hormones, cut her breasts off when she was only 14. Like, where are the parents? Where are the doctors so saying I, no? I, now regrets it, has all kinds of bone issues and other health problems because of the hormones. Her jaw is much more like a man. She wants to be a woman. She is a woman. And now this, again, well, let me not get this yeah. Rose Montoya I get so upset. is a man with a penis yeah. who had breasts Fake put, breasts. Yeah. Who had breasts put it, on him augmentation and yes. now he's showing them off in the people's house in in our in our in our most important uh most respected uh, uh venue in america and the president of the united states either uh, agrees with it or is so out of it he doesn't know what's going on now this could have been organized maybe by he Hunt. thought the naked girl was his daughter well he, he may have thought this was what he saw all around his house all the time with yeah. Hunter. If you look at Hunter's Go and picture, take a shower with her. I mean, is there any picture of Hunter with his clothes on? I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't remember know. one on the hard drive uh, with his clothes on. It's and, a weird family. Uh, he sure has a he sure has a unhealthy uh, relationship with you know what. But Hunter might have actually organized this because. Hunter, there is on the hard drive, hard drive contains everything that you want to know about the perverted family in the White House. Once opined on the hard drive uh, to a girlfriend in a conversation he recorded on his laptop in 2018 that Cardi B should receive a White House audience because she could change the way everyone looks at people in the stripping profession. Oh, because she's, all you women I, want to be that Cardi and B. you're effing jealous of it. So she's a, a stripper? And Hunter was suggesting that strippers should be put in their proper place in society as well respected. Uh, well, I mean, I guess in order to uh, sort of uh, deal with all the time he spent with strippers and prostitutes. And uh, I mean, it seems to me like he spent an enormous amount of time with prostitutes as well as having that uh, affair with his daughter. Uh, his, oh, 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 his, uh, his, not, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Having an affair with his sister-in-law. Um, with his sister-in-law. Yeah. Uh, don't they worry about disease? These people. I don't know. I I would. Uh, Hunter's new wife, I'm sure, has been tested multiple times because you know that happened with Martin Sheen. He had this big supposedly sex addiction. He was on drugs and he went with porn stars. And you know he's got HIV. So it's all still there, the, still there, HIV. It's not over, right? Right, right. I'm sure he's probably got it. Well, we have good medicines nowadays. But I want to comment on something you were talking about, Rudy, in this Daniel Penny case. He was a hero to everybody on that train. And now there's another gentleman, a Mr. Williams, 
who uh, fought with this guy who did something to his girlfriend. I'm not sure if insulted her, touched her, or what it was, but there was a fight, and he felt threatened, and he stabbed that guy, and that guy died. And now he's being charged with manslaughter. Same thing's happening. People on the train are coming out and saying, no way, that was manslaughter. It was self-defense. Yeah, that one we got to look into a little bit differently. We might have two equally uh, 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 difficult situations in the sense of records and whatever. But in any event, let's, let's, um, let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good afternoon, uh, Mayor, and good afternoon, Maria. Good afternoon. Um, I would like to simply explain something to the general public. Um, anyone who has watched that video with the hero Marine and everything you just stated, Mr. Mayor, was absolutely eloquent about uh, Mr. Penny being a hero and stepping in as he should. But he did not hold Jordan Neely in a chokehold. Anyone can go to the Department of Justice website and they can find out for themselves what the definition of a chokehold is. If he was in a chokehold, Mr. Uh, Neely would not have been able to breathe. So uh, Daniel Penny was very responsible in the way that he restrained Mr. Neely so that he would be able to breathe. He cradled his Adam's apple. 100% Yes, in the soft inner part of his elbow to uh, protect his windpipe so that he would be able to breathe. And it's complete disinformation that he had him in a, a hold or a restraint for five minutes. It maybe was two minutes. Uh, And you would know better than anyone, Mr. Mayor, the judge should make a motion in Lamone that the term chokehold and the expression uh, chokehold should not be used in that courtroom. And if it is, a mistrial should be declared. You know Um, what he should have done, because they they tried to do it to Trump to uh, to 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 restrain his First Amendment rights. Uh, He should he should the judge should rule that nobody should be using that term right now. Uh, for fear of prejudicing the jury, but mm. no nobody cares about whether Mr. Penny gets a uh, fair trial, a, a fair trial or not. You were talking, Rudy, recently that Daniel Penny had come out with these short little clips to set the record straight because there was so much misinformation coming out. Like yes, Jacqueline yeah, said about the five minutes, and he said it was two or three. I don't recall he got, what he, he did, said. He also. He yeah. also said he kept monitoring his breathing. Yeah, uh, he, uh, in his own words, as Jacqueline. Yeah. And you praised him for said. doing that, coming out directly to the public. I said I'd, I'd give him. By now, I don't care what Bragg uh, would have done. I'd give him a medal. But at this point, and said, I wish we had more like him on the subway. We, we'd have a lot less people uh, beaten up, killed, and 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 uh, and, and 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 raped. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Al in Yonkers. Hi, Mayor Giuliani, uh, doctor. I just wanted to say uh, to you, you know, yesterday I was coming home uh, from New York City in my car and heading into Westchester County, and I was listening to the Cats Roundtable, and I was caught off guard when I heard that the Marine Penny was was uh, indicted by a grand jury. Okay. For me and my family, it was two bad days back to back. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know. The justice system is not a justice system any longer. It's uh, uh, it, it has become uh, it's captured by wokeism, 
It's captured by Bidenism and it's captured by communism. And uh, that's something that's going to have to be straightened out by the next president and the next administration as a first order of business. Because you can't have a functioning democracy without the rule of law. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll have the mayor's final thoughts and we'll see if we can get another another uh, call in also, maybe two. Okay. Great being with you, Mayor. Thank we'll you, see Doctor. You soon. As usual, thank you for your observations. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with Mayor's uh, fi- Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. Make your $11 a month contribution now to T2T.org so that we can care for our men and women who are in uniform and protect us. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to Simon in Jackson Heights. Hi, Simon. Thank you very much. Mr. Mayor, thank you for taking my call. I don't call you for almost eight, nine months because we're always disagree on everything. Mr. Mayor, I got to ask you a question. You've been on the SNL. You acted as a drag. Why are you making a big deal about the White House issue? Why? You have a sense of humor. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I, uh, first, I should point out to you, I, I, that was a, a skit, a comedy skit in which I played an Italian grandmother uh, during a Thanksgiving um, uh, feast uh, in Philadelphia uh, with Sherry O'Terry. Uh, I kept my clothes on. Uh, the thing that was, ro- the thing that was ro- wrong with it is something that I can't imagine any American, and uh, hopefully when I tell you this, uh, you'll change your mind, or I'm going to have a very strange opinion of you. Uh, you you have to agree with me that it would be improper for a man with constructed with with with, with constructed breasts to take his clothes off in the white on the White House lawn with children around, wouldn't you? And uh, and other men showing their penises. Well, that's what they did. It's I mean they should be all in jail. They should be all in jail, including for child pornography because they did it in front of underage children. And the President of the United States should be charged as an accomplice, because he obviously had to know about it. And I wouldn't be surprised if his perverted son, for whom there is plenty of evidence of that, overwhelming evidence of that, being hidden by the FBI and the Delaware police, wouldn't be surprised if he recommended it. But we're turning this country into a perverted country. It isn't. It isn't that they were doing it as part of a play. It's that for, the, the the things that are objectionable are they do it to children, as a way of trying to groom them. Not uh, a bunch of adults in which a man plays a woman or a woman plays a man. Gosh Almighty, Shakespeare did that. But for adults, not to try and groom children into um, people who change their sex which is now happening at record levels. And then we're having record levels of people who regret that's happening. No one is saying that somebody 22, 23, 24, 25 can't do what they want in terms of the way they dress. But they sure as hell can't take off their clothes in public. Heterosexual, homosexual, or whatever the hell they are. And they certainly can't do it in front of children. And they sure as hell shouldn't be able to do it 
in the White House unless we've become what China wants us to be, a country with utterly no morals that can easily be taken, dominated, and made into a subsidiary of them in about 10 or 15 years. Uh, The reason for doing this, if you know it or not, is right out of the communist playbook. Uh, Destruction of morals, substantial morals. I'm not talking about nitpicking or people who have different views of being strict or not strict or Puritans or whatever. As I said, an adult appearing, uh, oh, Tootsie, remember that movie Tootsie? That's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Great acting. Now, you send Tootsie around to three, four, and five-year-olds and sort of encourage them to become Tootsies when they haven't really developed a notion of who or what the hell they are. Now you're a, now you're a sick frickin' pervert, okay? And that is precisely the way the people at the White House should be dealt with. I mean, what else does the White House have to do to get this guy impeached? They sell out to China. They give up air bases. They have us in fantastic debt. This idiot doesn't know he's in Cambodia when he's in Colombia. He falls down coming down steps. He falls down going up steps. And he lets people show their private parts in the White House. Gosh, thank God you can't hit a president because I can't imagine that some father wouldn't go up to him and punch him right in the nose. And I'm sorry. He's not able to do he, he wants to go behind some yard somewhere with somebody. He goes behind. He wouldn't even know where to hit the guy. Couldn't even find him. He'd fall down the first swing he took. God bless America. America.